gospel is a very particular word or kind of speech in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, the gospel is God's promise of a son who will crush the serpent's head, forgive the sins of his people, raise them from the dead, and give them everlasting life solely on the basis of his grace for the sake of Christ. If you're interested in the, the beginnings of the church, you know, I think looking at the creed is a great way of, of getting into church history and really seeing where the faith kind of came together. In the scripture, the way it presents discernment is actually the skill that you develop where you're able to identify goodness. And what was surprising to me is that is much the way we use the language of discernment outside of the church. The real difference, I would say, like what patriarchy teaches versus what we should believe is that what they believe about the nature of men and women, that there is something fundamentally different about authority and submission between men and women. And that's not just like within particular relationships, but men and women in general. This is their nature. What are the duties required in the Ninth Commandment? The duties required in the Ninth Commandment are the preserving and promoting of truth between man and man. The Gospel never tells us something to do. The Gospel tells us about something that's been done. Hi, welcome to Theology Gals. I'm Colleen Sharp, and my co-host is Rachel Miller. And we're kind of continuing talking about abuse and some of the topics that kind of fit into that subject. And a big one is boundaries. And I've actually gotten questions about this in the group. I think that on one of our question and answer episodes, we even had a question like, is it appropriate for me to have boundaries with my parents? You know, I'm grown and married, um, but is it honoring to them? And these are the sorts of things that we're going to talk about. Before we jump into the subject, I want to mention just a few things. If you would like to support the work that we're doing, there's a few ways you can do that. You can donate monthly, even a few dollars a month helps us through Patreon. You can also um, give a one-time donation through PayPal, and links to both of those are on our website and in the episode notes here. We also have merch, uh, both shirts and mugs and different items like that, and then also our journals. And we have the sermon notes notebooks uh, for adults, but even for kids, and then also scripture and catechism memory and some Bible reading and prayer journals also. So all of that will be linked in the episode notes. A lot of what we're going to talk about comes from the book called Boundaries, When to Say Yes, How to Say No, to take control of your life. It's by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. I did want to just give a little disclaimer because this was something that um, the book has been discussed in our group. One of the questions that people ask very often is, well, is it theologically sound? Okay, this it's not a Reformed book. And there's a couple times, I'm sure Rachel will agree, that you kind of read something scripture and go, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But overall, the practical advice in this book, and there is a lot of um, helpful even scripture that points to boundaries is is good. 
Um, yeah, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use the book for like how to inform theology, right? It's right. Not where I would go for how I understand theology in my relationship with God, right? But uh, like you said, the the practical advice is very helpful, um, and even the use of scripture is use, is helpful to see how it applies. Yeah. Definitely. In the discussion about this book in our group, so many women said, wow, this helped me so much. Because a lot of the times, even some of the practical questions that we'll get in our group about, well, is it appropriate, you know, for this to happen in church or home or, you know, with my parents and I'm grown and stuff like that, about understanding boundaries and how they're wise and biblical and appropriate, I think, answers a lot of those questions. So, just for starters, talking about what our boundaries, I, I'm going to link a couple videos in the episode notes with the um, authors of the book because I've done some videos that I watched that I found really helpful. And one of the authors from the start always says, a boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area. And it's a dividing line. And I like that. But maybe you can talk about what are boundaries. Uh, very simply, this is one of the definitions that we saw. A boundary is is the dividing line. It's something that marks um, limits of an area. Uh, from the book, it talks about how boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. Uh, boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins. And it it's about dealing with responsibility and ownership. And we all know boundaries. Like we, we know if you own, uh, if you own a house, you have a property line that you're responsible for everything within that property line, and like for the upkeep and for, you know, if the city wants to come do something on your property, they have to get permission. These are all things that deal with, you know, the boundaries that are set by law um, for properties. We know the boundaries of. Um, Political boundaries. Like I know that when I drive from Texas to Louisiana, you know, when you cross the line from Texas to Louisiana, that's a boundary line. Um, physical boundaries. I have my own body, right? My body that is mine, and it is mine both to protect and to uh, also to um, to use and to interact with other people. But there is space around me that is my space, and there's space around other people that is their space. And we respect those boundaries. Uh, we teach our kids from an early age, like no hitting, don't touch people in ways that, that are inappropriate, don't, um, you, you, you wear clothes and protect yourself and your body. So all of these things are, are natural ways that we know boundaries. We have boundaries about relationships, right? Um, my husband and I are married. There's a boundary around that that means that no one else is part of our marriage, just the two of us, um, and that limits uh, behavior and interaction with others. Uh, but even beyond that, in our other relationships, we have boundaries uh, like church boundaries. This is my church. This is where I go to church. Uh, this is where I worship and what I believe. And, you know, I don't go to, to that church over there. And so, what my church does is where I'm, what matters to me about things like um, what we believe about God, how we live, um, how we uh, do the sacraments, and that church over there has their own views about those things. And so all of these are ways that we have, and we, we 
naturally or instinctively know what boundaries mean. But we often don't think about them in terms of boundaries. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. We all use boundaries in various ways every single day. I don't go up to someone else's car when I'm at the grocery store and get in. Um, well, we you know, there's not to, right? <laughs> and you even hear people talk about like personal space. You know, it would kind of be a boundary issue if I got right in someone's face. I had a friend that was in a car accident and had a brain injury, and it was it was kind of small things where it affected him, but his ability to kind of um, figure out personal space was gone. And so he'd sometimes stand really close, but he was aware of it and say, if I start standing too close, just tell me I'll back away. You know, he'd tell everyone at church that. So we all have, you know, unspoken boundaries. We just don't talk about them in that way. So one of the things I liked about in the book and talking about boundaries is talking about issues of responsibility and ownership, but also about control. Right, So there are the things that we're in control of, the things that we're not in control of, the things that we're responsible for and the things we're not responsible for. Um, and I like the idea of boundaries. It talks about it. You know, a boundary can be something like, you know, a line in the sand, right, which would be very permeable. You can just step over a line in the sand. There's nothing there stopping you, right? A boundary could be something like a wall, right, which is rigid and hard and it's hard to get through. And when we're talking about boundaries as far as relationships, you don't want, we're not talking about something that should be as uh, permeable as like a line in the sand. And we're not talking about something as rigid as a wall. We're talking about something that is flexible, that is permeable, semi-permeable, that allows uh, good things in and keeps bad things out, right? That's, that's what we're talking about here. One of the things I think even we teach our children on a daily basis, kind of like, that's not appropriate. You know, Mm -hmm. we're teaching them boundaries. Nope, it's not appropriate to speak to your brother like that or to hit him or things like that, you know, from the time they're really little. Or when your baby tries to poke you in the eye and you say, no, that's my eye. No, you can't poke it. (laughs) Right. Right. You can't stick your finger up my nose. No, that's not okay. (laughs) But you're teaching them boundaries, right? Yeah. It's okay. And that is not okay. Um. I think one of the things you know, Colleen and I were talking before we we started recording today, one of the topics that we liked from the book was about um, learning that it's okay to say no. And we'll talk about this more. Um, but being given the, the freedom to say no to some things in your life, even things that are good things, but you don't have time for, right? Understanding your limits allows you to say yes for things that are good or are, are better for you and your family. And, you know, that's another important aspect of what we're talking about with the boundaries. I'm going to read a quote from the book. Any confusion of responsibility and ownership in our lives is a problem of boundaries. Just as homeowners set physical boundary lines around their land, we need to set mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual boundaries for our lives to help us distinguish what is our responsibility and what is not. And that's an important thing, too. Boundary issues go both ways. So not only are we going to talking about setting boundaries, but respecting somebody else's boundaries. One of the things in there talks about control. You know, we're in control of who we're going to trust, listen to, let in, but also who is in control, what we're not in control of. And 
that's something sometimes I struggle with, you know, I want to control things that are not in my control. I like the point too, that you're responsible for what you can control, right? And do, Yeah. you're not responsible for how others respond or react. And that is one that I have struggled a lot with in my life. I'm a people pleaser. I like people mm-hmm. to be happy with me in life. Mm-hmm. And, but learning that, you know, I am responsible for how I do things, right? I am responsible for being, you know, for treating people with respect and kindness and love and not in sinful ways. I'm responsible for my own actions. But when I do things, I am not responsible for how they respond to it, right? Yeah, that's that's such an important one because we see this in all sorts of things. Like in abuse situations, mm-hmm. often a victim will feel this false sense of guilt. What did I do? Yes. You know, and it's so important to know you're responsible for what you do. And um, I, Brent and I were watching a TV show actually, and um, there was a father and son. I think the father was, I don't remember the details, but the father was struggling with things that his son was doing. And somebody said to him, okay, you are not responsible for the things he's doing. There come, And this was just, you know, a secular show, but the person said, there comes a point where we are responsible for our own actions. <laughs> and, and we do that in regards to, to children, especially as they grow. Well, I think there are reasons why we as Christians sometimes struggle with boundaries, why this is uh, very important to talk about. And, you know, I mentioned that question earlier on that we had somebody ask, you know, is it, is it loving to have uh, boundaries with my parents? Now they were asking it almost like it's not loving to have, you know, boundaries with my parents. That's not loving. But actually the, the flip side of that is it is loving um, because it's wise. Um, so I want to talk about some of those reasons why I think Christians sometimes struggle. One of the things Rachel was talking about saying yes and no is I think people struggle because it may be something good. Okay. Can you come to the church cleanup on Saturday? And maybe you've had a horrible week. You've had no time with your family and you're thinking, well, a church cleanup is a good thing. So it would be wrong to say no. I think people struggle with those sorts of boundaries, but maybe it's not wise for you to go to the church cleanup this time. Right. It's not a good use of your resources. Um, and that is one. Like we, And we feel it from all sides. Like you have a friend call and they want to get together because they, they're they in need of encouragement and you you enjoy them and you want to be with them and you love to go but you really can't this week, right? You you just, yeah. there's no, there's no more time left in your week. And if you do say yes to it, you'll have to, you know, you'll, you'll not be able to fulfill these other responsibilities that you have. And so, or, you know, the school calls and they want you to, to volunteer for this, that, or the other project. And the project's a good project, right? But there's just no way to do it. Or even at work, there's a, a new um, project being done and there's something that someone wants you to do uh, in addition to your, your work and, you know, sometimes there are committees or other things that are added responsibilities that are good or fun or we'd really enjoy doing, but there are times that we have to learn to say no. Yeah. We have to weigh um, what are maybe a greater responsibility. Mm-hmm. I 
think people especially struggle with what are legitimate boundaries. So what we're not saying is, oh, put yourself first and never say yes to anything at church. Um, We're talking about having legitimate, legitimate boundaries. And part of that is wisdom in learning to navigate this, especially if you're somebody that has a hard time saying no, but kind of weighing your responsibilities and what you physically are able to do. You know, we've all had times where we just kind of feel ragged because we've just been doing way too much and saying yes to everything. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me, because I'm, I'm like Rachel, a people pleaser, is I'm always afraid I'm going to upset somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really hard one. And we'll get into that one too more as we go on. There's, there's things that we'll talk about responses to when you set boundaries. So some of the other uh, things that you hear when people talk about whether or not they boundaries are okay for Christians to have. People wonder, you know, how do you answer someone who wants your time or energy or love or money, and it's not something that you can do? So how do you say no? When do you say yes? How do you make these decisions? And I think, as you're saying, a lot of it is wisdom. But we'll talk about some more situations about and examples of that in a minute. Um. And again, do you, why do I feel guilty or afraid when I consider setting boundaries? Um, I think this is one, especially for us as women, as Christian women, um, there is a culture uh, that discourages us from setting boundaries, uh, even appropriate boundaries, uh, that we should always be giving of our time and energy, always ready to help. And certainly, we should always be uh, available to help others in in true need, right? That's we should, uh, but we do have to be wise because we have limits. There's only so much we can do. There's only so much time in a day. There's so many, so much energy. There's only so many resources. Um, so there are legitimate reasons why we might feel guilty um, or might not want to say no. Uh, but there also there's a false guilt that goes along with with saying no and and prioritizing uh, our responsibilities as well. And I think some people think that boundaries are selfish. Mm-hmm. One of the things I think Rachel, you and I have mentioned so much when we talk about any number of things is wisdom, which we've mm-hmm. talked about already here. Um, boundaries aren't selfish; they're wise. And we're not talking about unreasonable boundaries. We're talking about wise boundaries. Right. Um, it, it's foolish to not have boundaries. How about right. that? <laughs> right. Yes, indeed. We want to talk about our boundaries biblical. I feel like boundaries has become a bad word almost in Christian circles. Um, Which is but, a shame because you do see them in many biblical passages. Yes. And I, when I was reading through, this was a few years ago, and I was reading through Proverbs, and I kept seeing, wow, Proverbs actually has a lot of examples of having boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of passages. I'll, I'll mention a couple. Matthew 6, 19 to 20 talks about, I can put all these passages in the, in the notes, um, talks about guarding your treasure. That, that's boundary. Um, here's an example from Proverbs of the sort of thing I was seeing, 
The prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are punished for it. So even there's so many examples just in our everyday life of how we can have boundaries, you know, going and hiding from the evil is, is a boundary. One of the ones I liked that they talked about in the book uh, from Galatians 6 talks about the balance and the wisdom issue. And it's Galatians 6 using verse 2 and verse 5, right? Verse 2 says, bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. And then also for each one will bear his own load. And so there's a balance there about our responsibilities. And we are responsible for taking care of the things that are our own responsibilities and uh, when we have a legitimate need, when we can't bear our burden, uh, it is appropriate to go and ask for help. Uh, when someone comes to you with a legitimate need, you should be willing to help as a believer. Um, but there is wisdom there in recognizing what are things that someone is able to carry and should be carrying for themselves, but they're asking you to carry. That's a transgression of a boundary. That's someone overstepping and stepping into your your area of what your responsibilities and trying to make you responsible for something that is their responsibility and vice versa, right? We shouldn't try to make someone else do for us what we actually can do for ourselves. Yeah. And I, I was even thinking as you were talking about each person mm. um, bearing their load, I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to this, but sometimes like even in churches where you have a few people that are doing everything mm-hmm. and, um, I've been in that situation to the point where I was just so worn out. I couldn't anymore. That's there's, not a good idea. There's a, in a fiction book, that's really pretty, a, a sci-fi book. There's a, a concept that they use called the someone else's problem field. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It, and so <laughs> legitimately, right. There are times when you have to look at something and say, that really is someone else's problem. Right. I, it's not my responsibility. That is someone else's problem. And so you, I'm not going to try to do that for them. But there are other times when we say, oh, that that's someone else's problem. And it's really not. And that's what you're talking about. There's people at church who could be helping, but they aren't. And they leave things to everybody else. Right. And that's not, that's not a kind balance either. Right. Um, you know, my, my aunt used to tell me that I lived with my aunt and uncle when I first moved to Chicago and then I spent a lot of time with them and I'd come distressed about something and that maybe involved someone else. And I had no control over the Mm -hmm. situation. They were, you know, being unreasonable or something. And she'd say, Colleen, it's not your problem, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that really helped me. Oh, you're right. I'm not responsible for how they respond. I'm responsible, you know, to do what I know I need to do, but, that's not my responsibility. Um, another verse that talks about setting boundaries and and also um, expecting people to take care of their own responsibilities, right, uh, is 2 Thessalonians 3.10. For even when we were with you, we used to give you this order. If anyone is not willing to work, then he is to not to eat either. And this is not a... Clearly in scripture, you see people giving freely to help others who are in need, right? So this is not about refusing to help someone in need. This is about if someone is is refusing to work, right? They're able to work, they can work, but, but they refuse to work, then they shouldn't be freeloading either, right? They should be responsible for themselves. And it is not loving to uh, enable someone not to be responsible. Yeah, 
I'm glad I was just thinking of the word enable when you mm-hmm. said that, that um, that's one of the boundaries we need to have is not enable. Um, you know, you see that a lot with kids. We're not going to enable their mm-hmm. foolish behavior. Laziness, sinfulness, right? These are things, right? We're not loving others if we let them get away with things that were really hurting themselves, right? This is not mean. Like if, if you have someone come to you and, you know, say they're, they've lost their job, they're, they're doing their best to find one and they can't pay the bills and they can't put food on the table. It's not saying, oh, well, you know, tough beans, you know, whatever. That's not loving. Right. We, we should help someone who has a need that they can't meet. Right? But if someone comes to you and they're like, well, they could work, but, you know, they just rather not. You know, yeah, but they're they're going to live in their parents' basement, and just you know, as long as mom and dad will pay the bills and and feed them and take care of them, they're just not really interested in in moving on, right? And becoming right. responsible adults. Yeah, that's that's different. You know, one of the passages that I don't think I even had on the list, but um, I was just thinking of, which is another kind of boundary is Ephesians 5.11 that says, I have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness, Yes, but instead even expose them. I mean, that's mm-hmm. telling you to have boundaries with mm-hmm. fruitless deeds of darkness. Similar to the 1 Corinthians 5 passage, verses 9 through 13. And Paul says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with immoral people. I did not mean with all the, the immoral people of this world or with the covetous and swindlers, etc. So you'd have to go out of the world. Uh, but he says he wrote to them not to associate with any so-called brother if he's an immoral person or covetous or idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. Uh, it says, for what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church? But those who are outside God judges, remove the wicked man from among yourselves. And that talks about legitimate boundaries that we should have for behavior and for protection of ourselves and others. I think that we as Christians sometimes misunderstand what love means. And mm-hmm. so, I I think a lot of boundary issues um, may come from that as far as the boundaries that we have on ourselves and what's expected of us. Um, no. no, I could say a whole lot about that. But like with some of the things you were talking about, Rachel, with enabling, um, sometimes I think that we're doing things in the name of love, but they're not necessarily wise things. Which brings us to boundaries are loving. (laughs) Just notice that's next on our list. Um, Well, it's like if you go to the doctor and the doctor realizes that you have a, a, a terrible disease, right? Or a cancer. And he decides that it would hurt your feelings to tell you that. And he doesn't want to make you sad because he knows it will make you sad. And he decides that he's going to love you and not tell you about the fact that you're going to die without treatment. And, you know, that would be no, no good as a doctor, right? That's not helping you. You you go to the doctor for those things because you need to hear the truth and you need to be told what needs to be done. And even if it hurts, and it's not saying we should step all over people and harm them or want to hurt people, but there are times when you have to tell someone, a truth in a loving and kind manner because you love them, because you want the best for them. And because you know that they're just, their behavior is sinful and destructive. And, you know, those are things that scripture 
shows us uh, in how to deal with each other. And it talks about speaking the truth in love. And it talks about how we, you know, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. There, there are many ways that we should treat each other. And it's all about the wisdom of the situation. But if we have a loved one who is in a pattern of destructive behavior and sinful behavior, it is not loving to ignore it. I think before we kind of talk about what boundaries are, we're going to talk about what boundaries are not. And I think it's helpful. So what what are what boundaries, boundaries not? <laughs> what aren't boundaries? So what are boundaries? What aren't boundaries? Yes. Um, boundaries are not ignoring the legitimate needs of others. When, when someone has a burden that they literally cannot carry themselves, um, we are not saying that you set a boundary and don't help them. Right? That's not, not what boundaries are about. Boundaries are not uh, irresponsibility. It's not about uh, trying to make other people bear our burdens or our responsibilities. Right? Um, boundaries, as I said earlier, are not walls to keep people out. We need each other. Boundaries are not mean or selfish or unloving. Boundaries are about uh, increasing our ability to care for others and about stewardship. Boundaries should not be used to hurt others. And boundaries do not control. This is very, very important. So don't take what we're talking about in regards to boundaries and use them foolishly. Um, um, but they aren't used to attack or hurt. They aren't angry yeah, I like the point that, so you see my note, I like the point that they make that when we are angry, that's a warning that our boundaries have been violated, but boundaries are not being angry with others. Right. Boundaries are not there to, to create guilt, right? They're not designed to create guilt in others. Um, one of the things they talked about is that, especially in relationships and friendships and, and close relationships, when you give gifts to another, um, and that can be a, a gift of something or a gift of yourself or time. Uh, the gift uh, doesn't bring an obligation because gifts are not about guilting others, but about giving to others. And uh, so in this way, when we're talking about boundaries, this is not about trying to uh, make people do other things. Again, it's not about control. It's not about making people feel guilty, but about providing for uh, our ability to help others, to care about others, the stewardship of our gifts, and which we should be able to then share freely with others. And boundaries are not about burning bridges. We're not trying to build walls. We're not trying to, you know, just separate ourselves off and not allow anybody in. Uh, boundaries are adjustable. And the idea, again, is to keep the good in and keep the bad out. I like that, that boundaries are adjustable. And when our our kids were young and we we're trying to teach them about building trust. So as you are trustworthy, we give you we trust you more and uh, we we trust you with more things. And when you do something and are not trustworthy, then we're going to pull back a little bit Um so I think it's a good point. And that happens, I think, just in everyday relationships. Mm -hmm. um, as I trust someone more, I'm, I may be more open with them mm -hmm. because I trust them with um, personal things. So I think when we're talking about setting boundaries, um, he had something in the book, and I, 
I could relate to this where we kind of are in this place that we either set limits and risk losing the relationship or we don't set limits and remain a prisoner to the wishes of others where you kind of find yourself. But that's not necessarily um, what is going to happen. I think that's where I sit in fear sometimes. If I do this, then this is going to happen. If I don't do this, then this is going to happen. That may happen. You may set appropriate and wise boundaries and it, it may hurt a relationship, but that doesn't mean that it was wrong to do so. Yeah. And one of the things they talk about along those lines is that what that, what that demonstrates is that there was never a good relationship to begin with, right? If someone is not willing to honor reasonable, wise boundaries and they get mad at you because, you know, you have set this wise and reasonable boundary, it, it wasn't about a real friendship of, you know, that love and concern and care that we have for each other. It was about, you know, they wanted something for you or you're fulfilling something for them. You know, it's that it wasn't gifts, it was obligations, right? Yeah. And I've had relationships like that in my mm -hmm. life where I feel like I'm giving, 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 mm -hmm. and not really much else going on in the relationship. And then I you know, try to set some boundaries. And then I realized that's kind of what I was there for. Which is not the same thing about as seasons of life. Right. Where one friend is depending heavily on another or one partner in the marriage is depending heavily on the other because of, of great need, right? We all have those. We have times when we're the strong one. We have times when we're the weak one. When we need more, we can give more. That's that's the loving flow back and forth right. of a relationship. Um, Glad you said that. Yeah. So, can you talk about setting new boundaries? I think this is hard. Let me say also that if you are somebody who is trying to navigate this, maybe you have a really difficult situation, talking to a wise friend, or we've talked about before that counseling is good and helpful and often necessary, especially mm -hmm. if you're somebody that's not had appropriate boundaries and you're struggling because of it. I know in a lot of counseling situations, that's one of the things that they help you do. You know, one of the things that it, I've seen in the book and other places and talking about setting boundaries is that it's important that you have a, uh, a network of uh, friends, of people around you who are your um, your safety net, the people that you can rely on while you're working on these other boundary relationships, right? And so they're the people that you can go to and talk to and kind of help affirm what you're doing and make sure you're doing the right thing, but also the ones who are there for you if setting these boundaries begins to set off um, conflict in your relationship. So it's very important to have those people in your life and counseling, um, pastor, friends, somebody who you can go to and talk to. Yeah, I had a situation. My pastor was so, so, so helpful in this way. So what does it look like to set new boundaries? What do boundaries look like? Um, and again, as we talked before about boundaries being different kinds of boundaries, uh, sometimes boundaries are geographical distance. Sometimes it means being physically separate from someone. Sometimes the boundary is about time. Uh, sometimes the boundary is about the truth, 
like said talking um as we talked before about um there are times when you have to have those difficult conversations with someone about the truth uh there's also emotional distance uh which can be setting limits on a relationship or setting limits on the uh the amount of access someone has to us um and these are especially important for relationships or um, situations where, you know, there needs to be some boundaries, but there can't be, you know, a physical, you can't just leave, right? Imagine you're at work and it's the job that you have to do, but you need to set some boundaries about around your work. So sometimes we, we limit the access that someone has to us. To give some examples of that, this is from another resource that I found. Um, actually from my counselor, because when we were talking at one point and she's like, we need to talk about boundaries. And I said, why? And she, without <laughs> saying it in so many words, <laughs> her answer was, cause you don't have them. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. So, um, just know that I am, uh, speaking to myself as well as everybody here. I uh, do not do this well, uh, but, um, some examples of, of a way that you might have to set a boundary and how you would do it. Uh, say you're dealing with an angry person, someone who's mad and is angry with you, and you say to them uh, very simply and directly, um, you, you can't yell at me, um, and if you keep yelling, I'm going to leave. Uh, or someone is calling you, um, say someone either from work or a friend keeps calling you when, you're, when they know you're in the middle of either working or family time. And you can say something like, um, you know, we've decided that th- we've set aside this side of time of the day for family and we're not going to take any uh, phone calls uh, during this time. Right. And that is a, and I will call you later. That is a reasonable boundary to set or a way to set a boundary. Um, or you, when you have someone calling or talking to you about, uh, they want you to volunteer with something and you say to them, you know, I think this is very important. Um, I think that this is a great project, but I need to say no because I need to take care of my family. Uh, Or if someone is being very critical with you, we all have those relationships where someone just constantly tears you down and you can say to them, you know, uh, it's not okay with me for you to continue commenting about my looks Uh, or about my parenting, or whatever it is they're criticizing you about. You say, I would like to ask you to stop. And that is a reasonable way. You're not being rude or unkind, but you're telling them that what they're doing is transgressing a boundary, and you're setting this line to say, no, Uh, don't talk to me like that, please. Um, If you're in the middle of a difficult decision, you can ask someone to give you time to make the decision and say, you know, I need to think about this. And um, I will get back to you tomorrow. Um, or have an example of setting a boundary with uh, one of your children who's an adult now. And say they're borrowing money again. And you say, you know, I'm, I can't lend you any more money because it's not helping you. And I love you. And you need to take responsibility for yourself. These are all ways that you can set boundaries in various aspects of your life. One From one of the examples, I wanted to just offer a practical thing. If you're somebody who has a hard time saying no, mm-hmm. uh, which I am, one of the things that 
I started doing is if somebody called and said, hey, can you volunteer for this? Would you be able to help with this project? I started saying, let me get back to you mm-hmm. just so I could take time and think about it before just agreeing. One of the things I liked in the book as well is talking about consequences. Right? Um, we all know behaviors have consequences. And they use the Galatians 6, 7 to talk about this in the book that um, whatever a person sows, he will reap. And consequences are appropriate. It's, it's appropriate to allow someone's actions to have natural consequences. This is not manipulation. It's about giving up something you really have no control over and allowing someone else to take responsibility for their own actions. And we do this, you know, as parents with our kids, like there are times when you say, you know, this is not a great idea. I mean, this is not something where they're about to like seriously injure themselves. Right. But you, you look at a child sometimes and you're like, you know, I've said you can't do that. And if you do that, they're going, this is the response result. Right. And so when they do it, you say, you know, I love you. And I told you that if you did this thing, that you would lose this privilege. And now you've lost that privilege. And it's not vindictive. It's not manipulative. It is simply allowing the natural consequences for their actions. And then it also gives them, you know, the ability to say, I have to make choices about my life and the things I'm responsible for. And I have to weigh the consequences. Yeah. And there's so many opportunities for that sort of thing with your children. Mm-hmm. But it's true in other relationships too, right? Yeah. You know? Yep. You know, and that's if you tell someone who is being critical or angry with you that, you know, if you continue to treat me like this, I'm not going to be able to keep talking with you, right? That's a reasonable consequence to tell someone. And then if they do, then you follow through and say, you know, I can't keep talking with you. I, I told you that I wouldn't be able to. And that's just straightforward, direct. You know, it's not that we're not forgiving. Of course, you're willing to forgive. Right. But um, it's letting there be consequences for actions. Yeah. And we talked earlier that boundaries aren't like mean or angry Mm -hmm. or things like that. And so these need to be told in love if we're sometimes um, the boundaries we set are not going to, we're not going to go and tell somebody, by the way, (laughs) Um, but sometimes it is going to be necessary to address the conflict and we need to um, address those in love. You want to talk about how to address conflict? Sure. Uh, some of the advice that they gave in the book about how to address setting boundaries and, and also conflict, you know, you, you practice these things in safe situations. As we said, you should always have, you know, support people. Uh, you should be uh, well supported in your relationships and so that you have people to draw on, resources to draw on as you um, address difficulty or uh, conflict in other relationships. Uh, do your best to avoid avoid bad situations. Um, don't reconcile too quickly. As we said, we can be forgiving, but forgiveness needs to be with biblical guidelines. Um, I think that's really important just to pipe in here um, because sometimes you'll have a situation where someone has sinned against you and maybe an ongoing mm-hmm. behavior they're like okay i'm sorry now everything should be fine yeah but see again that's not allowing consequences and right. It's not, right there are consequences which are not again that it's not vindictive it's not punishment it's just there are consequences for actions and so there are times when we can be 
you know, willing to forgive. We are willing to let go of the hurt because someone has asked for forgiveness. But that doesn't mean that there aren't repercussions and consequences to someone's actions that need to be dealt need to be dealt with and addressed before there can be reconciliation um, and a rebuilding of the relationship. Uh, I like the point they made about respond, don't react. Yes, um, me too. That which, was good. Boy, is that hard. Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, you know, for as, as controlled and as calm as I often seem, I am uh, emotional and reactive in conflict. <laughs> and so, yes, it's very, <laughs> it's very hard to be calm and to respond and not escalate a situation. And I thought it was really important that they pointed out that what we do is judge actions. So when you're dealing with conflict and resolution and reconciliation, it's not simply what someone says, but it's what someone someone does that will ultimately uh, be the guide as to whether or not we're at the point with, for reconciliation. Uh, they quoted from James 2 where he talks about you know, that we, we show our faith with our works. And it's true otherwise. We show our 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 attitudes and we show our um, our heart by how we treat others and what we do. And so we should be careful to judge uh, someone's actions when we're dealing with difficult situations. You know, one of the things I've learned in my own life is if you're having one of these difficult conversations, um, if I'm feeling very emotional and reactionary, sometimes I need to say, hey, I think it would be better if we step away and come back mm-hmm. later um, and wait for a time where I'm not feeling so emotional. Because when I'm feeling emotional, I'll often say things I shouldn't. Yep. That's true for all of us, right? And that's what yeah. we're trying, you know, it, you, know you want to de-escalate situations. Mm-hmm. You don't want to make it worse. And we all know there are times where we're, if we keep talking, we're going to say something we regret. And that, again, that's showing wisdom and self-control. One of the things that I appreciate is um, Rachel and I are later going to do a whole episode about forgiveness and mm-hmm. we'll talk about reconciliation and some of that. But this is one of the things I've seen or heard, more heard from stories that happens a lot of times when we're talking about the church and abuse where, you know, we've seen it with there's stories out there um, about some churches that there was um, children that were abused and the church leadership came and said, well, the abuser is repentant. So everything should be fine now. And we see this done we see this done poorly. That's why it's important to know um, wise ways how to navigate some of these things. And and then sometimes in these situations, the the parents of the child that was abused were called unloving for wanting to have boundaries. So uh, at this point, uh, I told Rachel when we were preparing for this episode. We have so much information. I think we can do two episodes. And so this is going to be a two part um a two part episode. And on the next episode I want to mention some of the things that we are going to talk about. So you can kind of look forward to that because we're going to dig more deeply into some of the practical. We're going to talk about things like boundaries and friendship and work and 
church and marriage and children and and even victims and abuse mm-hmm. survivors because there, there's so much. I, I do recommend reading the book, especially if you're somebody who's really struggling with this and trying to work through how to have boundaries. Um, we're going to also talk about people that don't respect boundaries and kind of where this fits into some of our abuse discussions and manipulators and narcissists and things like that. So um, I hope this was helpful. I'm going to link some things in the episode notes that I think will also um, be helpful in this discussion. And we'll see you next week. 